Hi everybody and welcome back. Last week we finished up on me being questioned by the cop and that basically brings me to this point uh, where I was looking over my shoulder every second. Um, I was just constantly waiting for him to come back in at this point. I thought he was just going to walk in and I wasn't sure if I was going to end up having to go to jail or if he was going to come back in and uh, ask me like more questions. If you remember when I thought I, I killed and hurt someone, like the semi-truck driver specifically, I thought he was in the room next to me, and during this time, I saw someone recording me. Like, at least I thought. I don't know. Once again, this was the drug, drug-induced uh, issue, but someone was basically, like, holding up through, like, the window, like, the, the hospital windows. Like, you can't really see through in each room. You can see, like, a figure, and I could see almost, like, a like a folder and then like a phone so they were like trying to like hide it but I thought it was someone recording me and I thought they were trying to like get me in trouble because I thought it was the semi-truck driver's daughter or family member and they were like trying to get some dirt on me I don't know like it was just such a trip I I had my sister specifically like asking my nurses like like go check on him and like hey is he doing what he's supposed to be doing or like are they are they supposed to be doing that are they supposed to be doing that like are these people supposed to be here all these things like I was just so sketched out and so like one of my first nurses um that I was like constantly bugging was Stacy um I was just like please don't let anyone in here like please keep an eye on everybody uh like I was just so sketched out like I my parents and everyone would say like as soon as they would open the hospital like my bedroom door like I would just be peeking over the corner like my eyes would just be like trying to see like what's going on and so I was having her do that and this was at a time when people were constantly in and out and I thought it was the cops sending people in but it was just for for like x-rays but I thought they were like hey I thought he was trying to like get more evidence on like my injuries or something like I was in such a delusional fantasy world that it's kind of ridiculous like I so like I had that and I would just have her like hey like don't let this guy in hey don't let that guy in and like she would try to just be so nice and like try to like watch out for me and like try to help me out the best she could but like obviously like there's not much that she could really do but she would just try to like reassure me and like be nice to me as far as that part and like trying to help me like understand it but like she would end up like hanging out with me and my mom like late nights in the ICU and like we just really bonded and it just kind of goes to show like some nurses really cared and some nurses were just kind of mean or they didn't really care about their job. They just kind of like clocked in and like maybe checked in, did the rounds, but didn't really do anything extra or like do anything that would basically like make you feel um, like just special, I guess, in any way, you know what I mean? And so um, like either way, like I was just always so grateful, like, nurses would always ask me and they'd just be like oh like you have such good manners or oh like you're so nice like I was just constantly like thank you thank you thank you or please this please that like I was never I never had like a bad attitude towards them or anything and I mean I and like I would hear the thing like I would hear people yell and I would hear patients yell and I would hear stories and this and that and I would hear things and I would just be like I don't ever want to be that person like you guys are doing your job and even when you're not like you know, like, I'm, I can't do anything, so, like, you're helping me out, like, I'm just grateful that I have some help, you know what I mean, um, another one of my, my specific ICU nurses was Nate, uh, 
he was he was my nurse during uh, my drug bender. Uh, to put it into perspective, for about a week after I woke up, I didn't sleep. Uh, I went to bed at midnight, basically, or if, if I did sleep, I went to bed at midnight. And then I was up at like 2 a.m. I texted my girlfriend, hey, good night, babe. I'm going to go to sleep. Uh, it's time for me to go to bed. And then I was up at 2 and i was up just for like the rest of the day i didn't nap like it was it was an issue like my body was just getting adjusted to the drugs and so like basically i was i just wanted to like hang out with with nate at this point uh i would be like throwing up for my stomach or pain meds because they were just making me sick like when i was still on them and i'd call him in because i threw up maybe like 10 15 minutes ago and this was when like I like I could start like kind of like brush my teeth and like use my hands a little bit so I was like oh like I just want to like brush my teeth or do like just do something like that like bring him in like call him in and be like uh what can I like what can I do basically to like have some attention and like kill some time because I'm going to be up for like 22 hours and then to like have some company because obviously my parents or my my family members can't be in at this point um so I would just do anything I could and like I so I didn't have a phone for a little bit uh for a while I didn't have a phone and so like during this drug bender that's kind of like how I would keep keep track of the time like by the shows that I was watching like when I couldn't see the clock uh like Family Matters uh Full House George Lopez Friends I watched every single episode I swear during this time because I found out, like, during, like, the next day, like, they would kind of play off, like, of the episode, like, the last episode, or, like, later on, they would continue off, so I would, I was able to, like, keep track and, like, find out, and I was like, wow, I'm, like, literally following these shows, and so, like, I, I was, I was using those in my time frame, like, Family Matters was coming on, like, early morning, like, 2 a.m., and then Full House and George Lopez would be on, like, 6, 7, and then it would finish off with Friends, and, that was just kind of like be like my days like I would just be watching shows and like using those as my time frame to like gauge everything and I had tried reading and uh for those of you that don't know like I make clothing and so like I was designing and I was trying to do like crossword stuff and it like made my head hurt it made me so tired like I just couldn't really focus on anything and like I didn't really want to sleep like I was like tired and like my, as much as, like, it made me hurt, like, I just didn't want to sleep, like, I didn't want to, like, do anything, like, I just wanted to, like, soak in what was around me, like, I wanted to either hang out with someone who was in my room, or I just wanted to, like, watch TV, like, it was just miserable, but it was, like, anything beat that, like, anything to, like, pass the time, and then I knew that if I had someone with me and I passed out, that they would end up leaving, and that's the last thing I wanted, I just, I didn't want to be left alone, like, that was, that was probably my biggest fear, was just being left alone like I was just constantly trying to have someone there um at some point just whether they were there for a little bit or not and so at this point uh with my leg my leg had been basically it gone from being wrapped in gauze to having like metal stuck out of it and this is when Dr. Bick came into picture so when they first were telling me that like they I needed like a specialist I'm pretty sure they told me, but I was probably hearing stuff again when I was on drugs that I thought they were like flying this dude in. Um, I heard like he was the best of the best. Like they needed a like just a certain like a specialist for my knee, but he was just a local guy, so it was kind of easy. Like he was just he was able to just kind of come in and check on me as as 
as he could as his schedule allowed. And that was the nice thing is, I guess, that he didn't have to be, that he wasn't, like, out of state and there wasn't, like, that connection. And so kind of at the beginning, like, it's almost like he didn't show, like, remorse. Um, he just kind of, like, treated it like a job. Like, he – I think he felt like how everyone else did about the situation, like, when it was first diagnosed and brought on to it, like, oh, kid, this, that. So – I'm not, I'm not, uh, there was just no connection whatsoever, but I mean, that man, like at the end of the day is the reason that I can walk. Uh, he's the reason that I'm like moving around the way I could. Like they said, he's a specialist. They said he's the best of the best. And I truly believe that. So I'm super grateful for him at the end of the day. And so my, my first knee surgery, um, like off to the gauze like after it's just hanging there was to get an external fixator set on my left leg and that's basically like this metal metal like bars stuck out um of your leg it's rods are screwed in to like the bone to stabilize i think there was like three or four just marks and it, it looked almost uh like a like a pull-up bar type thing like like a rack i don't know it was it's just super interesting like but it was like literally sticking out of my leg and you would think that that would hurt but I honestly felt better with the metal poking out than when my knee was just to the left and just flopping everywhere but obviously it makes sense because it was stabilized but you wouldn't think like metal sticking out of your leg would be the most comfortable but um, like when I was first when I first got out of like that surgery and I my grandma was around and I was telling my girlfriend that there was metal sticking out of my leg and like, she thought I was tripping. She was like, what do you mean? Like, they're, like oh, like, you can see metal? Or like, oh, like, this and that. And I was like, no, like, there's literally, like, metal sticking out of my leg. And so I had to have my grandma take a picture and send it to her at the time. And so, like, she was like, wait, what? Like, it was, like, a total freaky thing. Like, it it needed to just be, like, constantly cleaned. And it it was totally, it was a humbling experience, I guess, because I'm sitting there and, my leg is literally being held on to by a bunch of rods and screws that are just like barely poking out like there's just nothing nothing like felt stable or secure about it like I still can't like lift my leg but like people are like lifting my leg like almost by like my ex my fixator and like kind of moving it around like that and it had to be cleaned and it was just so tedious and like the bars like you could literally see it like going into my shin and they had to they had to like get really close and like tight and make sure that they cleaned it so that it wouldn't get infected because I couldn't get wet. I couldn't shower at this time. You know, I'm just laying in bed. And so, I mean, it was for a while, for a little bit, it was like uh, all the time, daily, constantly, like multiple times or coming in and just checking on things and a lot of texting doctors like, hey, is this right? Hey, is this normal? And just so much so much like out of my control that it was just so hard I guess to like fully grasp what was happening and like what was gonna what what was really ahead of me because at this point I mean I'm getting I'm getting catered to basically like I'm I'm just getting better like I'm focused on like oh man like today I feel good like oh my stomach doesn't hurt oh now my leg is like a little more like stable like oh everything's feeling better everything's healing properly like everything's going well and so like little did I just really know like what was ahead of me but I was able to just maintain that positive positivity I think because I knew things were getting better and I was just taking those little those little w's um like with the not even, like just with a grain of salt like everything just meant so much like I I just was looking forward to like waking up and like feeling better the next day and so 
um, like the main thing to like graduate from the ICU was to get this NG tube out of my nose and then we wanted to see some bowel movements and then to like get rid of like the extra like tubes like you know like the catheters and just stuff that are like kind of like it's like okay like you're 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 moving around a little bit you're functioning a little bit like you can do a little bit more on your own um and so like let's just let's see like you get better you know what i mean and so at this point like i was still using a catheter like and at first i think i just my hands and everything like i was just so swollen and like my motor skills like everything was kind of like hard like literally like waking up from like that coma like i was in a daze and then i'm sure like the drugs and obviously like the injuries and just everything else like every like i felt like i had to like relearn everything for a little bit like i didn't even know how to like use my hands like couldn't lift anything up like it was just so hard and so like once once i like once i got that out uh like after a little bit my my dr jordan was like dude like all that unnecessary stuff like get it out like stuff that you don't need get it out and so like that was kind of one of those things was like yeah like you're absolutely right so got that out um and so uh, I started using like a bedside urinal and I was able to like do that and have like nurses fill it up and clean it out, do all the things. And so um, when I started like making bowel movements, uh, it wasn't much. I won't get into much detail, um, but basically like I would have to like hoist up all of the dead weight of my lower body, my legs, my braces, um, which is like my arms and like my hips. Like I'm, I don't have like like, I can't even, like, move my legs at this point because, like, my bones are, like, still healing. Like, everything is still just very much in the healing process to where I have to be very careful and I can't just, like, throw my body around. So I had to, like, lift up for seconds while a nurse slides a bedpan underneath me. And, like, that was the worst thing ever. It was exhausting and it was painful and, like, sometimes it wasn't even worth it because I wouldn't even end up doing anything and uh i would just kind of like almost be like a waste for me like of my energy and so like on like the good nurse bad nurse like there were times where at first when i was like getting those bowel movements or like feeling like things like starting to happen like okay like maybe i need to go like maybe things are starting to happen and i had had to sit there sometimes for like 45 minutes calling nurses um hitting the button and just trying to hold it like have like if i had someone with me because they couldn't help me out of the bed like everything you know like everything's regulated like i'd have someone like could you go get a nurse or when i had no one with me i'm i'm just hitting that button like every five seconds every 10 seconds like hey like i'm i need like i'm making a bowel movement like i need to make a bowel movement like this like i'm just starting and like everything was so hard because um like i just it was like i i gave up i i gave up on like doing like wanting to like do all that work for nothing at times when i just it wasn't certain that i was gonna use the restroom and then um i just couldn't almost rely on nurses um so i had this other nurse named lily and she told me about a catheter for like uh going number two essentially and so i tried it out and it worked for like a second but it it was it was very uncomfortable and it, it hurt as you could probably imagine um it it wasn't like i don't know like at the time like she made it just seem like oh like this is like it'll just be easy like it'll be smooth like um like it'll be helpful like and it'll help you kind of like feel better and like i was just like man like if it's the middle of the night and i have to call a nurse in here and i have to use the bathroom like i don't want to like have to like wait 45 minutes or this and that or like have an accident or this so i was just like let's do it but ended up just hurting and being so uncomfortable that i didn't last long and 
So I ended up getting that taken out, going back to what my doctor said, like unnecessary things, like get them out, like figure it out, like get your body like back to normal. Like just like basically like just like there's no need to be doing all this extra stuff. Like when you're when you're when you're capable of being able to like handle it. Um, So like I got that out and that was that was like very like vulnerable experience um it was it was like embarrassing like it was it was almost like you just kind of like flash back like you think about those things and you're like man like i'm that 20 year old kid with like catheters and just tubes and like can't even go to the bathroom on my own like i can't even eat i can't even drink and man it's just so humbling like i i didn't i can't even take like the little things for granted like just all of the the simple things to be able to do by myself like that's all I wanted throughout this whole journey. And so, um, like getting the NG tube out, uh, as I mentioned, like it kind of, it sucks out all the bad stuff, like in your stomach. Um, it gets all of the, the bad fluid and there's like a, there's like a jar of connector and there's like lines like with, with like measurements and fill marks of like how much you're filling up and like for just so long, like it was just filling it up. Like they had to change it. Like it was basically like, it was like a the size of like a coffee like a coffee pot that was like the size of it and I was filling that up with my stomach acid at the beginning like multiple times a day they would have to change it um and so like for them to have to like take that out and for them to like take that out that means like my stomach everything's moving well and like that means I can like eat and drink again once they take that out and so for them to take it out there had to be like a stoppage um or like just like it can't just be like a constant flow like you could see it like go because it was up my nose and you could see it moving um, like as I was breathing and then so there had to be at a point where it there was just a slow flow like it wasn't just pouring out it wasn't just coming out like it like it has been at the beginning and so once I got to that point um, we we tried pulling it out once and I was able to go on a liquid diet which is I mean, it's nothing special, but at the time, it was, like, the best thing ever. It's, it's like, broth and, like, like an orange sickle ice cream or, like, jello or, you know, like a, like a Welch's grape juice. Like, everything that you would skip in the lunch line or, like, everything that you would skip past at the gas station be- to go grab, like, uh, Cheetos or, like, a Mountain Dew. Yeah, I was, like, give me all that. I try. I was like the broth. Like, oh my gosh, it was the best thing I've ever had. It was just plain broth, like nothing in it, and it didn't last long because they they we tried it out for a little bit, and I was just throwing it up, and I couldn't keep anything down, and so they're like, okay, like maybe we need to run more tests, and maybe like you know maybe we did things a little prematurely, and so they they had me like do this this like powder. It was they mixed it with like crystal light, and it was like this juice that basically like it like makes like my insides like cold so it would show up on camera and so like we did that and they took me down and they found out that I had another blockage and that was going to require another stomach surgery and then obviously I had to get the NG tube back in and so this was another this was a time um at the ICU specifically like um I was going to potentially get the the tube pulled um at this time and you know we were going to try a, te- a test run like there was a, there was so many moments and so many times that I was going to get my tube pulled but if I threw up or if I put out too much of the 
stomach liquid then we had to keep it in and like it, it got me so frustrated and I was so upset because I was like determined it was like a game like a mental game but I didn't understand that like my body just wasn't healthy enough and it was telling me that it wasn't healthy enough but I was just so like upset like disappointed in myself like like come on Kobe like don't throw up like think about something else or I would I would try not to like get hot like it became like a mental game and I got like so down on myself because I just never thought I was going to get better and like my doctors were like oh yeah man here's today's the day like oh I might pull the tube oh it's gonna be great oh man and just so many times I was let down and it was just so hard and it was just so it was just so like uh heartbreaking because I was just so close to like getting back to normalcy like I was like okay like if I can eat and drink like that's something like that's a start like yeah I can't walk again like still and like yeah I'm still in this hospital bed but it's like if I can eat and drink or like you know like do a little bit of normalcy like kind of like live like a little bit of a normal life again like I think it would have helped so much and it would have made everything so much better so this specific day um you know like I said we're gonna get we're gonna possibly get the tube pulled get the tube pulled and uh my dad was in my room, we were playing cards, uh, like, we were just playing 31 on, like, my table, and he, like, we were on his phone, and he was gonna maybe buy me a Joe Rogan Experience shirt, because I'm a big fan, and, like, at this point, like, I think I was kind of almost just, like, getting gifts, and, like, feeling, people were just, like, yeah, like, I'll buy you whatever you want, like, everyone just felt bad for me, and so, like, it was just, like, one of those things where, like, we were just, like, talking, and, like, whatever, and so, all of a sudden, a nurse comes in, and, She's like, you're graduating ICU. And I was like, wait, what? Like, like, I'm like, I'm now I'm like flustered and like, I'm getting moved around and like, everything's going crazy. And like, I'm just so confused. And it was because of the rise of COVID. Uh, COVID just got bad at this point again. And so they needed ICU space. And I guess I was good enough to where they kind of were going to just like transfer me to another like the next level. And then we would just go from there. And so we're just like packing up the room and I'm guiding up the nurses and I'm telling my dad and everyone like where all my secret stash is like this is basically like a hotel room and all this and I'm like all right let's clean this out clean that out don't forget this don't forget that and amidst all this chaos as I'm my room's getting packed off and I'm I'm like getting sick I'm getting lightheaded I'm, I feel like I'm about to throw up I already know I already know what's possibly ahead of me uh I see two guys in black suits rolling out a body bag on a gurney. And so that was like the creepiest thing I've ever seen. And it was one of my very last memories from the ICU. And uh, shortly after, I was rolled out into my next room. Um, it was probably half the size. The service was half as good. And thankfully, I was there half as long. But things things weren't, I wasn't quite out of the clear like I thought I would be out of the ICU, um, so just stay tuned for more, got more updates and more of the story ahead, thank you all for tuning in.